Hallelujah. There's no place I'd rather be than right here in the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. And I'm glad to see each and every one of you. Praise God. And uh, thankful for the Holy Ghost. Thankful for what God is doing. Amen. In our church. And I'm thankful for what God is doing in your life. Praise God. You might think that you just decided to come to church today. And uh, I, I'd rather lean upon the Word of God. The Word of God says that no man comes to the Father except the Spirit draw him. Amen. And so I feel, amen, the Word of God is the, is the basis, amen, is the foundation of everything that happens to us in our life. Amen. And I believe that the Spirit of God is drawing you and working on you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. Amen. Job 31 and 6. Amen. I have, amen, a report of revival. Amen. People are being filled with the Holy Ghost, being baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. For the remission of sins. Glory to God. Thank, I'm thankful. Amen. I've already been to the water, and I've already been baptized. Hallelujah. I've already been converted, and I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel all right. Amen. I've been changed in Jesus' name. Well, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel all right. Well, I've already been to the water, and I've already been baptized. Well, I've already been converted, and I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel all right. Well, I've been changed in Jesus' name. Well, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel all right. Sing it again. Well, I've already been to the water, and I've already been baptized. Oh, I've already been converted. I've been changed in Jesus' name. Well, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel all right. Hallelujah. Hey, that's my testimony that I feel all right. Praise God. Amen. Job 31 and 6. Amen. I'm going to preach for a little while today. If you need the Holy Ghost, God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you need your sins washed away in baptism, God wants to do it today. Praise God. Amen. I'll just tell you right now, we don't have a lot of time. Jesus said, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. And if you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and been filled with the Holy Ghost, you need to have that happen today. Time's running out. I said time's running out. We're getting ready to go to heaven. We got to be ready to go. We got to have the resurrection power. We got to have the blood applied. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. And I am, we are so thrilled to have all of our guests. Amen. In church today. And uh, I, I pray that before you leave here today. Amen. That you enter into covenant with God. Praise God. Job 31, 
verse 6. Job 31 and verse 6. Praise God. This is not the book of Job, it's the book of Job. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. They didn't know how to spell back then, so they called it Job. Amen. Job 31 and 6, it says, Let me be weighed in an even balance, that God may know mine integrity. Let me be known, let me be weighed in an even balance, that God may know mine integrity. Praise God. Let's ask God to help us today in the name of Jesus. God, ask you, Lord, God, for your conviction to come into this house. God, that you would convict us of sin. God, that you would, God, lead us to an altar of repentance. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I love you today. Hallelujah. God, you are so good to me. God, I thank you, Lord, that you drew me by your spirit. That I feel your spirit right now, Lord. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank God for all of these young men and young ladies that are, amen, working in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. They come to church dressed in their best, amen, they have a smile on their face, and uh, God has great things in store for you to do, amen, amen. We read in this opening scripture, the text, that God may know mine integrity, that God may know mine integrity, and I don't feel like I will take a lot of time preaching today, but I feel like God has a a bomb to drop in your life, amen, that he wants to deliver you from sin. Salvation simply means deliverance, amen. And so that God may know me in mine account. And uh, what is an account? This word integrity simply means account. And uh, this, this account, if you look at it, An account is the story that you will tell about your life. You say, Pastor Carriker, why will I tell the account of my life or the story of my life? Romans 14 and 12 says, So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Every one of us are going to stand before God. Every one of us will give account, will give our story To God. Amen. There will be no pulling the wool over God's eyes. There will be no spinning the tail that, God, I didn't have the opportunity to live for you because God, amen, gives every man the opportunity to live for him. Amen. The Spirit of God, my Bible says, will be poured out upon all flesh. Amen. And so God's spirit is going to draw us, uh, amen, and work on us and get your attention. I hope you're listening to me today and not playing around. Amen. Amen. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Amen. I said now is the accepted time. Hallelujah. 
Amen. I've got my eye on you. Hallelujah. Amen. Today, I'm not up here messing around. I'm up here reaching for your soul because your soul will stand before God. Amen. There will be a day that you give an account to God when you stand before him. I may not have the opportunity to reach for your soul again, but today I'm going to reach for it. Amen. I'm going to do everything in my power through the power of the Holy Ghost to get you right with God, to get you reconciled with God. God has given us the spirit and the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. And so God wants you to be in reconciliation with him. He doesn't want you to be at odds or be out of balance. He wants you to be in reconciliation with him. God's not willing that any would perish, but that all would come to repentance. Oh, praise the Lord. We read in this text that God said that God, that Job said that God would know my integrity. Job lived either during the time of Abraham or before. It, we know this because of his lifespan. He lived somewhere uh, around, to be around 200 years of age. And uh, you can kind of go through the book of Genesis. I'm not going to go through all the scripture references here today, but we can kind of understand that Job lived in that time era because of his lifespan. It mentions the Sabians and the Chaldeans. Uh, uh, there's no mention of Israel or the Mosaic Law. Uh, the name of God in Job is Shaddai or the Almighty. Amen. He was the priest for his home and his household because the word of God tells us that uh, that he offered sacrifices. And so this is quite possibly the earliest book that may have been written. We know that Genesis is the beginning and the first five books of the Old Testament are the Torah or they tell us what uh, 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 the beginning of time and God's uh, will for his people and the giving of the law and and of the Levitical, the institution of the Levitical priesthood and going on through numbers and the numbering of the children of Israel. But we have to understand that Job lived in a time where there was no written or very little verbally given word of God. How many is with me right now? He had little instruction other than what his father would have taught him. other than what his upbringing would have put into his spirit. I'm saying these things for effect. What is going into your spirit? What is going into your children's spirit? What are they being taught? How are they being instructed in the ways of God? And this man, Job, he was perfect and upright. This man, Job, he feared God and eschewed evil. In a time where there was no Holy Ghost, in a time where there was very little 
word of God to live by other than God telling Adam, okay, you messed up with Cain and you messed up in the garden, but he said, this is what you're going to do if you're going to live for me. You say, Pastor Carriker, do you believe Adam was saved? I believe he was. Read the book of Hebrews. It doesn't mention him by name, but it says the elders. By it, the elders obtained a good report. How did those elders, how did, how did Abel, how did uh, you go on down the list, Noah, how did Abraham, how did uh, Isaac, how did Jacob, how did Gideon, how did Samson? Oh, I believe Samson was saved. He was mentioned in the hall of faith. Uh, he said, God, wanted, the Bible specifically mentions that Samson's hair began to grow again. While he was blinded, uh, amen, while he couldn't see uh, plodding around that, 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 that grinding grist mill, uh, amen, I'm sure he had a lot of prayer meetings uh, saying, God, I'm sorry, uh, God, I should have done right, uh, God, if you'll just give me one more chance, you know what I feel like in here today, uh, is that the God of restoration, uh, the God of second chances, a God, uh, amen, that loves you, uh, amen, is here today saying come on you can live for me you gotta forsake that life of sin you better get obedient to the man of God you better hear the voice of righteousness Bible says that Job verse 5 when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent sanctified them, rose up early in the morning, offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their heart. Thus did Job continually. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And all Satan came also among them. Satan's always slithering around, poking his nose into business where he doesn't have any business at all. You need to throw the devil out of your house. Amen. I said you need to throw sin out of your house. Amen. If the Holy Ghost convicts you of something, get rid of it. If the preacher preaches something, get behind your man of God and get rid of it. Well, hallelujah. Hey, man, I'm preaching to you today. Hey, man, we've got to get it in our spirit. I'm living for God. And he said, hey, hast thou considered my servant Job, verse 8, that there's none like him in the earth, a perfect upright and an upright man, one that feareth God and with evil? Satan answered the Lord, doth not, doth Job fear God for naught? Hast thou not made an hedge about him and his house and about all that he hath on every side? Then, and hast, thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance and, and is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face. The Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thine power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord and he began to afflict Job. 
The title of my message today, I, I hope some of you aren't so far gone, but you've been listening to the spirits of this world and dabbling in the spirits of this world. I'm going to tell you young people something. You better be extremely careful where you're going on social media. Amen. What kind of games you're playing online. Hey Amen. What you're doing with your time. Hey Amen. Because right now, hey man, today as I preach, hey man, there's young people who are stepping off into eternity because of the wrong choices that they're making. Hey man, living for God, living life. You got to make sure. I said you got to make sure Amen. That your calling and your election is with God. Amen. Not lining up to the things of this world. Not lining up to the ideologies of this world. Amen. This world will tell you, oh, you don't have to live that way. You don't have to do those things. You don't got to pray that way. Oh, yes, you do. Amen. The Bible says I've got to serve God. That's Jesus Christ with all my heart, all my soul, and all my strength I can't do it half heartedly don't try to marry God to the world don't try to marry the world to the church and to God God hates sin and so you know what we have to do as his children we have to hate sin Get a hatred in your heart for sin. Say, wait a minute. I don't care who's doing it. Amen. I'm standing up for what's right. I'm standing up for righteousness. Oh, yeah. I've had people ask me, are you a banker? Nope. I'm a pastor. I'm not the preacher. I am a preacher. But I'm the pastor. Where are you going so dressed up? Well, I just came from church. I just came from church. I serve the God that he owns everything. You don't see those guys going to, I read an article where they're, Going to some Davos place. Well, I don't know where Davos is. Amen. But I can promise you those guys aren't walking in there and they're blowing out tennis shoes, blowing out pants, and, and blowing out shirts and looking any old way. They walk in there with a suit and a tie because they are the leaders of the world. You know who we are? We're the children of God. And we are the leaders. Hey Amen. I said we are the leaders spiritually in this world. Hey Amen. When they look at us, do they see Jesus Christ? Or do they see a chameleon? Hey Amen. Come on, young people. Hey Amen. When they see us, do they see Jesus Christ? Hey Amen. When they see us, what do they see? Do they just see another face in the crowd? Or do they see someone? Hey Amen. That's making a difference. Amen. I'm not ashamed to be called a child of God. My Bible says in 
But God said, my people shall never be ashamed. Never be ashamed. Oh, we're not lording it around. Amen. Saying, look at my righteousness. My righteousness is as filthy rags. But his righteousness... Oh, it has cleansed me. His righteousness, it has saved me. His righteousness has delivered me. His righteousness has turned my life around. I'm not the same person I used to be. Come on, I'm preaching to you today. Amen, that his righteousness is the Holy Ghost. Amen, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but his righteousness peace and joy righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost I've done a lot of praying in the Holy Ghost this week why did I do that because I need some peace why did I do that I need some joy. Come on. Hey, y'all are in this with me. You're my brothers and my sisters. Y'all shouldering the load right along with me. Y'all been praying for us. Y'all been helping us. Y'all been calling us, giving us words of encouragement. You know what that's doing for me? Is it's helping us. It's helping me, helping my family. Amen. But I want to preach to you today that the Holy Ghost, amen, is my comfort. The Holy Ghost is my staying power. The Holy Ghost is that foundation and rock. Hey, if you need a foundation, you need to get full of the Holy Ghost. If you need that foundation of righteousness, get full of the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ, he is the rock. He is that foundation. You know what Jesus said? He said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. But I'm going to send another comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. He said, I'm with you. But he said, I shall be in you. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. You know what God is? He's out there. He's everywhere. God is right here. God, if I could reach out and grab you, I'd hug you right now, God. Oh, yeah. But you know what? He's in you. It's Christ in you. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Can I tell you, when I got the Holy Ghost, I got on the foundation that no man can say that Jesus is Christ, but by the Holy Ghost. When you get the Holy Ghost, you get the revelation that Jesus Christ is God. You get the revelation, amen, that God came down. He manifested himself in flesh. He ascended back up into heaven and poured out his spirit hallelujah you say preacher you don't know my life and I'm going to tell you you don't know my God 
You don't know what I've been through. And I'm going to tell you, my God will bring you through it all. You don't know what I'm in right now, Pastor Carriker, but I serve a God, amen, oh king, amen, that knows everything. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, King Darius and all his men, they threw old Daniel in the lion's den. And it really wasn't by his choice. He made a stupid law. Didn't realize that they were entrapping Daniel. And they said, hey, Daniel, you can't go pray. United States of America, you can't have church. Gotcha. Hey, don't try to stop me inside of four walls. I'll go outside of four walls and preach. I don't care if it's 20 degrees on Sunday morning on Easter Sunday. We're going to have church. Amen. Because you can't stop the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can't stop the Holy Ghost. You can't stop the moving of God. You know what God's doing? Amen. He's going to move. He's going to fill people with the Holy Ghost. Amen. As long as his spirit's in this earth. They're already saying probably, well, we'll just put them in prison. They ain't seen nothing yet. We went to the prison, and we started preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. We didn't have no self-help program. We had the Holy Ghost. My pastor, right back picture. You don't know Pastor Carl Elder? Just go back there and look at that picture. That's exactly what it looked like. He went in there, and he'd tell those prisoners, he said, if you did the crime, do the time. Is that right? He said, you do the crime, do the time. He said, I'm not in here to get you out of jail. He just set the, he just set the record he said, but if you need God and you need to repent of your sins and you need to get baptized in Jesus' name, he said, I'm here to help you. Get full of the Holy Ghost. And you know what? There's men preaching the gospel. There's men that got out. Their sons are now preachers of the gospel. Santiago, hey man, he's in Kansas City and his son is a preacher of the gospel. There's another man named H. He is now a right-hand man in a church because his dad heard the gospel gospel preached. Hey, don't put me in a prison. I'll start preaching. I already know how. You ain't going to stop the gospel of Jesus Christ. You try to snuff it out, you'll just spread it all over the place. There's a man very wealthy man, I might say. And his daddy's wealth didn't make him wealthy. He called me on the phone. He said, Pastor Carriker, would you come pray for my dad? He's dying. 
I said, sure. I'll pray for him. But his dad said, if you go to that apostolic church, I'll take you out of my will. You won't get any of my millions of dollars. He said, love you, Dad. But I got something far greater. Far greater than millions of dollars. I have found what my soul's been longing for. I have found what nothing in this world could ever take the place of. I have found, and you know what? That man serves God today. I hope his children serve God today. Hey man, I don't know about you, but I've already made up in my mind. It doesn't matter whether it's rich, whether it's poor, whether it's thick, whether it's thin. For better or for worse, I'm living for God. I'm walking with God. I'm walking by faith. Hey Amen. Whether it's life or death, I'm not allowing any of that. Hey Amen. It doesn't matter whether it's the greatest life this world could ever imagine or whether death comes to face me all by eyeball to eyeball. Nothing shall separate me from the love of God. I refuse to be separated from the love of God. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. You're a little strange. Yeah? I've been called worse. You go down to that church where that preacher makes you do everything. I can tell you haven't been there. First time I received the Holy Ghost. I was an eight-year-old boy that already life had started dealing me things that will forever be etched in my memory that I can never get rid of. Already seen things that... Uh, Young boy should never see. And at eight years of age, I was already carrying around a load of sin and guilt. And I was saying, God, I've got to have the Holy Ghost. And you know what happened? Right where you're sitting at, Ethan Carricker, God filled me with the Holy Ghost. I started talking in tongues. Has the Spirit give the utterance? And I didn't talk in tongues very long because I realized my dad said, Son, when you get the Holy Ghost, then you can get baptized. And my eyes popped open and I looked at my dad. I said, I'm ready to get baptized right now. Because I got to get my sins washed away now. I can't play around any longer. I can't do this anymore. Hey man, I'm not hauling around this load of guilt any longer. But God, you're going to help me. You're going to restore my soul. That's what my Bible said. He restores my soul. You take someone that restores something 
And they take all the bad. With cars, they cut the rust out. And they put new metal in there. And the craftsman, you know what? That's what God does. He says, I'm going to take out that old part of you. That old heart. You know what happens to something that's been injured? You know what happens to something that's been cut? You know what happens to something that's been mutilated? You take and find a scar on your body, and you touch it, and it has hardness. It's all calloused over. God said, I'm going to give you a new heart of flesh. I feel the Holy Ghost here today. I'm reaching for you today. He's telling you today, you don't have to carry around all those things of yesterday. The title of my message is The End of the Story. The End of the Story. There's some of you that have carried around things for too long. Too long you've carried around the guilt of yesteryear. And today the Holy Ghost has sent you a preacher to tell you that that doesn't have to be the end of your story. Satan destroyed all that Job had. Took his money, his self-worth, took his children and killed them. And then if that wasn't enough, God said, okay, you can touch his body, but you can't have his soul. And then Satan, the Bible says, put boils from the top of Job's head to the sole of his feet. He smote Job in Job 2 and 7. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. He smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown. He took him a potsherd. Job took a piece of pottery. All he had left was broken pottery to scrape himself with all. Sat down among the ashes. Then said his wife, do you still retain that little story, your integrity with God? I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to you today. I'm reaching for you today. I'm closing. I was staying in a house, family, friends there, and where my sister lives. <clears throat> and after being there for a couple of days, it's not home, but you start you start feeling a little more comfortable, and so I started just kind of looking around. And this lady had a sign up, and she said, 
I know the end of my story. It says, I know the end of my story because I know the author. I know the end of my story because I know the author. I got to thinking about that. It began to work on me. I said, you know something? The end of my story is going to be written by God and not by me. Remember that today. That I refuse to allow the end of my story to be written by human means. It's going to be by the heavenly. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Wherefore seeing we also are surrounded about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight. There's some things in here that are very weighty today that have weighed you down long enough the weight and sin that does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience, with patience the race that is set before us. Now listen to this verse of Scripture. This is the Word of God. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. God never quits. God never stops. God never quits writing the story. And what we have to do is surrender to God and say, okay, God, I refuse to allow my integrity with you to fall by the wayside. I'm reaching for you today. Are you hearing Pastor Carriker? I'm reaching for you. I want you to go to the book of Job, the last chapter. Job 42 and 10. The worst thing that could happen to man had happened to Job. Lost everything. Children were gone. And a wife told him, curse God and die. Job chapter 10. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job. Do you know that that passage of scripture is this is not the only time that it's recorded in the word of God you know who can deliver you out of sin and deliver you out of the bondages of sin is God he can turn your captivity notice when he turned his captivity it happened when he prayed for his friends Job's friends They didn't come to comfort him. They were jabbing him. Job, you've been a sinful man. What do you got hiding in your heart, Job? Imagine sitting there and taking that day after day. For many days, they just sat there and stared at him. 
that would be hard to take. Somebody just came to my house and stared at me, I'd say, hey, I love you, but you're kind of acting a little bit weird. They just sat there and looked at him. And then started railing upon him. And at the end, you know what Job did for his friends? He prayed for them. He started praying for them. And that's when God turned the captivity. Can I help somebody here today? Maybe there's someone in your past that's done you wrong. Maybe there's someone who has falsely accused you, done something to you. Forgive them. Pray for them. And God will deliver you from that. You know what you do when you forgive them? Is not only do you release them, but it releases you. Because bitterness towards somebody does not just put bondages upon them, but the fetters of that bitterness become greater upon the person that becomes that way. Release it. Release them. Say, God, I forgive them. You may not be able to go to them, but you can go to the Lord in prayer and say, God, I release it. Just release it. Let it go. Then there came unto him all his brethren, all his sisters, and all they that had been of his acquaintance before, and did eat bread with him in his house. They bemoaned him and comforted him over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. And every man also gave him a piece of money, and every one an earring of gold. No, you say, well, that right there says you can wear earrings. That was their money. And many times it wasn't in their ears. It was on their head. Go study it out. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. I'm talking about the end of the story. What will be the end of your story? He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, 1,000 she-asses. He also had seven sons and three daughters. Those three daughters he called the name first Jemima, the name of the second Keziah, the name of the third Karen Hapik. They didn't know how to spell happy. In all the land, there were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job. And their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. You notice that? In, the, in God's people, in the world, in that culture over there, the women are treated like property. But when you come into God's world, we're the sons and daughters of God. He gave them an inheritance. You ought to be thankful for that, ladies. And this lived Job 140 years. Saw his sons and his sons' sons, even four generations. And so Job died being old and full of days. 
not just a story, but for our admonition. I want to ask you today, I've preached too long, I've said too much, because God is wanting to speak into your life. Is there anybody here today that needs the Holy Ghost? The end of your story doesn't have to be the way it's going right now, but God can change the end of the story for you. Let's all stand right now. Hallelujah. If you need the Holy Ghost, if you just need to come to this altar and talk to God, right now's the time. Come on. Come to the altar. Bring your friends with you. Bring our guests with us right now. Say, come on, it's time to pray. Oh, it's time to get a hold of God. Come on. Come on, help him pray. Cry with them. How long has it been since you really poured your heart out to God? <laughs> Jesus. Come on, brothers, get our guests. Bring them with us. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah